Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast, episode number 11. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here to discuss Season 5, Episode 9 of Desperate Housewives, titled Me and My Town. Right? Yeah. All right. So we're going to do that right now. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. This was an absolutely wonderful episode really of Desperate Housewives. And and I'll tell you what, uh, probably among my favorite so far this season. Okay. And we're going to start the show off by talking about Carlos and Gabby, which had right. by far the best line of the entire show like from season one through now. <laughs> of course, I haven't seen seasons two through 4.5. 4. Right. But uh, but anyway, the, the thing is, though, from everything I've ever seen, if there's any reason to 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 kind of convince people that this show isn't bad, that it's not completely morally bankrupt, mm-hmm. that this right here proves it without a shadow of a doubt. But before we get to that, I just want to mention real quickly for folks, this show is is possibly going to sound just a little bit different than our normal Desperate Housewives fan podcast. Right. Would you like to explain why, Stephanie? Sure. Um, here's why. Because we watched the episode on Sunday night when it aired. I think we even watched it live. We watched not? it live, yeah. But we had already canceled the live show because we weren't sure if we'd be back from our holiday holiday trip yet. That's correct. And so we didn't record a podcast on Sunday night because all we had in us was to watch the episode. That's correct. So here we are on Wednesday afternoon. So it's been a couple days. Been a couple days. Since we watched the episode. And now we're going to record. But I I think I remember the highlights that I want to talk about. That's correct. And we do have ABC.com to thank for providing Mm -hmm. us the ability to look through the episode and kind of go in and and remind ourselves of some of the wonderful things. Well, even when you were just scrolling through here to find this clip that I want to play, Uh I already remembered everything that I wanted to talk about. And so it's really not even... I'd like to save this for last because this I am so excited about. Oh, you can't do that to people. Okay. Really? We can Yeah, we can wait till last. Because I mean everything else I don't really think needs a clip to go with it. Okay. But this should be special. And you're going to remember everything else. I am. Good, because I'm going to need your help then. But before we do, I want to say special thank you to Ann Moore and uh, Richard. I can't remember, but he goes by Richie and the crazy crowd Mm -hmm. in our uh, gspn.tv forum. Uh, They are in the chat room as well as a couple other people who haven't seen chat yet. But uh, we want to say thank you to the folks who kind of just at the last minute notice on Twitter uh, they came and, and saw the note that we were going to broadcast right. live before their family from the heart podcast. And also, I do want to let you guys know, um, if you haven't heard about it already, Stephanie and I do a lot of podcasts, a lot, a lot of podcasts. And immediately following the recording of this show, uh, we are going to go directly into recording episode number. Oh, do you know what it would be for family from the heart? I can check real quick. We're going to be recording episode number 36 
of Family from the Heart. And uh, Stephanie and I are going to be sharing, uh, we're going to be talking about you know, finances, how, you know, <laughs> Stephanie and I are, have managed this year. Um, we're not going to share all the, all the gory details, uh, but we are going to share some important information. And, uh, if you ever wondered what's going on in the personal lives of Cliff and Stephanie, uh, family from the heart is a great place to go and, and check out some, uh, insights into relationships between husband and wife, uh, dealing with issues of parenting and especially, you know, working on uh, issues of personal finances, budgets, and, you know, living debt-free versus, you know, struggling with debt and all those other things. We're going to kind of cover that in this episode, this next episode of Family from the Heart. I'm so multitasking. I see that over there. So we we want to encourage you. If, if act, In fact, you can, there are two ways you can get there. You can go to gspn.tv, which is the place where we host all of our shows. And then under the category of family podcast, you'll see Family from the Heart. Really, though, it's much easier if you simply go and type in familyfromtheheart.com. And uh, if if there's any episode you don't want to miss, I can guarantee you, I can already tell that episode number 36 of Family from the Heart is going to be one of those episodes. So anyway, uh, with that, let's go ahead and get started. Now, you want to save the clip for Gabby and Carlos until last. I do. So you tell me where shall we start? Let's start with um, Tom Lynette and Porter. Okay, Tom Lynette and Porter. I'm trying to transport myself back. My mind and is Anne time and traveling. Whole... Okay, so in the last episode, we had Porter had uh, threatened, punched the guy out, and punched him. Didn't he punch him as well? I think he punched him absolutely. And but he, he also, did threaten him. He says, "No matter what, you're dead. It doesn't. I'll, right. I'll, I'll kill you or whatever." Mm-hmm. So um, in this episode, <laughs> what happened, Steph? Well, it starts off the episode with um, Tom and Lynette discussing, could their son really have done this? And, and what is their role going to be? And Lynette says, flat out, we protect our son. No matter what, we no protect our what, son. Even if he killed six people, we protect our son. Right. What do you think about that statement? I, I'm torn. Okay, tell Honestly, me, tell me torn why. Because in the case of... Maybe it's because we know he's innocent. Okay. And so I agree with her that yeah. we protect our child at all costs. Okay. Know? Okay. Because if you think back to season one, when Andrew hit Mrs. Solis, Juanita, Carlos's mom. Yes. I wasn't so much on the protect our son at all cost. For Bree. You don't. For Bree. So- because he, he did it with. With malice and intent, he had no remorse for it. Um, well, not intent. Well, he didn't do that. It. I mean, the the, the, the I'm talking his reaction after. Yes, was, yes, his reaction after is what provoked. It, he did not intentionally, with malice, run her down. But no, however, but, but he, he was he, out being careless and drinking and yes, drinking and driving, yeah. and then the accident occurred. And then, in spite of all of that, he showed no remorse afterwards, which is at the and point continued to show no respect for her. And right. so for her to to be in the face of such disrespect, I did not agree with her protect our son, you know. Right. Anyway. But here, in the case with Tom and Lynette, I totally agree. Well, see, this is what's weird is because Porter has and his brother, have, you're going to completely like call some kind of short. No matter that her. No wonder that doesn't work. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. 
We're having some technical difficulties in the studio. No, we're not. All right. Cliff just doesn't like me twiddling with things. No, it's anyway, moving right along. So what I was going to say is that Porter and his brother are Preston. They have always been troublemakers. They have. I mean, they, I mean, kind of like how, um, uh, what's his name? Andrew has, Mm -hmm. was after he, you know, after this and he showed no remorse or respect. This is how we've always always, been, even prior to this. And so it, 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 but yet you're still saying, you're on the side of Lynette who says we're going to protect him no matter what. The thing is, is the question is, if he did set that fire, then would you feel this way if you knew that he did do it? Probably not. OK, I'm so telling you, it really is. And it's and as a parent, I have no idea what I would do because you don't know what. Right. You know, you want to look in your kid's eyes and believe them when they say I didn't do it. But. It's not always the case. This is true. We have one child who's a very good liar. Mm-hmm. And we don't know which one it is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. They they will stand up until the end. They will. Sometimes. Oh, so. my goodness. And their lie just keeps getting more elaborate and more unbelievable. And, oh, my goodness, <laughs> they stand by it. But as a parent, I can, I can totally sympathize with wanting to believe your mm-hmm. child. But for me, I can't, I can't side with Lynette on this one. Okay. Because this goes beyond wanting to believe her son is telling the truth. And and it says, even if he's lying and he killed six people, I'm still on his side. Mm-hmm. And that I can't, I can't say that. No, what I'm saying is that I support her. Her, I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Tell me if I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth okay. or if I'm, I'm restating maybe more appropriately what you're trying to okay. say, because I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, that's fine. So here's what I what here's what I'm hearing you saying. You're not in support of her protecting her son if he killed six people, no matter what the case may be. Right. You're going to protect him. Uh, you're saying that you support the fact that because he's innocent and that she is willing to stand by and she's willing to do whatever it takes and say whatever it takes to protect her son, you're, you're okay with that as long as he's innocent. Because we already know he was innocent. If we didn't know already that Dave started the fire, I don't know if I'd feel the same way. Right. You know, I honestly, I don't. What I do support in Lynette is... Um, her desire to believe in her kid. Uh huh. I I do support her desire to want to mend a relationship. She does know that she screwed up with those kids. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she wants to. Um, you know, she recognizes that it, it's already too late to really make a change in them. But by supporting them, she can make a change in them. So I I can understand that. However. Tell me if you agree with me that if she knew for a fact that her son did set that fire, then I personally feel that she should not support him. No, if she knew, hands down, absolutely, without a doubt, no, she shouldn't. And and basically my feeling is that in that scenario, there comes a time, and I think Bree should have lived up to this as well, you know, sending him off to whatever that camp was, Mm -hmm. was not, I mean, he needed to be sent away to juvenile detention and and taught the consequences. And of course, they were concerned, well, this is only going to make him worse or whatever. Well, the thing is, is, 
Yeah, there are sometimes when it when it comes to the death of another human being. Hello, there right. has to be some consequence. Absolutely, there. absolutely. You can love your child, but the fact is, is there has to come a point in time where you quit enabling their enabling their irresponsible behavior. Okay, and you're going to see that in Brie. Okay, you are good. But um, so then we've got Lynette going to the hospital and telling Mrs. Schilling that she needs to skip town. Yeah, which is stupid. It, it, yes, stupid. But if your 16 year old son is having an affair with a married woman, it, it, that information is going to come out no matter what. I know. It so what do you think about matter. the whole line? There was no baby. Well, do you think she's lying about that? Are we are we done with the money giving yet? I'm not well, done. With it all that. works together. It okay. all goes together. All right. Well, the, the I I saw it coming actually. Okay. So I, did I. So I was just good. wondering how you. I didn't think there was really a baby there mm-hmm. because I thought that the, personally I thought that the issue of is the baby okay would have come up after the the beating the beating that, the beating right. that she took and they didn't talk about that at all. Nope. She didn't mention it at all. And of course, the thing is, is now the question is, is there a baby? <laughs> so, but I, I personally don't think there ever was one. I think that she is just a little bit, uh, she's a little messed in the head and has some inappropriate feelings towards a young boy. And, and I Needs just. Needs to be sitting in jail. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> there's that. Yeah. The whole money giving not right. You that, know, that was a big envelope of money. How is Tom not going to know that it's missing? Well, the, no, where did it come he, from? There's, there's no reason to believe that Tom's not in on that. That's true. Because they're working together to protect their son. Remember? <clears throat> um, and but that would be out of character for them to actually discuss something and make a decision. I don't know. This, this is something that could bring a husband and a wife together. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Or crack an already frail marriage. There you go. That This is correct. <laughs> However... Uh, <laughs> What I was going to say, though, is they are only adding more trouble. The, the, yes, they the are. fact that all of a sudden all this is going on and then all of a sudden this lady just disappears. She hit she hits the road. I mean, eventually she's going to be brought back into this somehow, somehow. And it's only I mean, now the fact is, is her son is completely innocent. Mm-hmm. And all she has done is done something illegal. Right. You know, and and I guess you could say, well, what is illegal about giving somebody a bunch of money to go yeah, away? Yeah, what she do? But the, to I think maybe covering up and lie. I mean, she did. She, she did, did lie. She did perjure herself. Well, not well, not is perjure. That perjure because you lied so, to the police. She's not. No, it wouldn't be perjure. But but they would be less likely to believe her. Well, let's just put it this way. Find out. I think it was a stupid act. You, was, but if, you don't give somebody an envelope full of cash. To go yeah. away. I mean, because you know what? The, the, the thing is, is guess what's going to happen now? Here, Here's the obvious thing. Okay, let's sit down and think about this, Tom and Lynette. You're sitting there. It's like, okay, you, you, you're you pulling out your, your wad of cash from your hidden spot in the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you're putting it in an envelope. And when did you not, when did you forget to think about the fact that this money is going to not exist forever? This isn't going to last somebody forever. I don't care how much money was there. Eventually, she's going to burn through that money because it's not earned. It was something that was given to her. And guess what's going to happen when the money is gone? She's going to be back. She's going to be back and she's going to want more money. Absolutely. Because now, before she had nothing on you, but now she does. 
All right. Anyway. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Mike, Catherine, and Susan. Mike, Catherine, and Susan. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that that Susan is so crazy. Susan is a nut job. She really is. Um, you know, it's kind of funny that she doesn't like macadamia nut cookies because I think she kind of is one. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's fine. Which, that scene was totally predictable yes. in Catherine's kitchen when she picks up the cookie. Yeah. You know, as soon as she bites into it, she's going to know. Yeah, that it that, was actually you know, a little weird. I thought it was cute, but okay. it was predictable. It was good TV, I it, guess. It, was. It, it filled a couple minutes. It was. So, um the only thing I really want to talk about there is Bree <laughs> telling Susan, "You didn't want to divorce Mike." Oh, yeah. And you need to either stand up and tell him how you feel or I, you need to let him be happy. Can I tell you I that scene was amazing. It was awesome. That scene that, that's another scene that just really speaks volume about the fact that again that I, I'm going to consistently come back and say you know what this is totally blowing my initial impression of this show that it's a morally bankrupt show right so wrong was I so so here's the deal you have you have Susan she finds out that Brie knew and what does she do does she do does she play the passive aggressive role that all of us always lean towards no. She immediately changes the course of direction, and I love how just how um, deliberate it was. It's like I'm walking in this direction, and then boom, I'm walking in the other direction. <laughs> 90, 90 degree angle turn, and she goes straight to the door, knocks on it, and of course, Bree is tired, exhausted, ready to take a nap, and here she's it's like, oh, man. And does she sit there and does she does she try to play it off? Does she try to t- try to crawl into her turtle shell and play super defensive mode? No, she doesn't do that. She just lays it out and tells she, Susan how it is. She says, "You want to know who a friend is? A friend is going to tell you this, and this is how I feel about it." And buddy, I love what she said. She did not hold back any punches. She and she didn't say it to say, "Well, you you know, hey, I just want to go take a nap." So here, let me just tell it wasn't it was given in the right spirit of friendship. It, it really was. It, well, it was given in love. And so um, and then she says, now I'm going to go take my nap. Right. <laughs> Which was adorable. That's right. So it was very cool. Um, in the chat room, somebody wants to know, is Family from the Heart starting soon? It's going to probably start about 15 minutes late yes. today. So right around 1145. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So I mean, the, that's all. I, the only thing is, is I I thought it's like okay, maybe this is, and it, and it seemed that right after that, that that um, Susan kind of re- recognizes, like, oh yeah, I do still love him. I do need to do this. And then what she do? She goes home and calls Catherine and says, "It's okay. I don't care. Blah blah blah. I got my Wayne's World, dude. Party on." <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't like Jackson. I know you don't. You're hilarious. Right. I don't I don't like him either. But but even in the phone call, clearly you knew that well, she, she's she was not saying sure. one thing and feeling another. That's right. But the thing is it's like, come on, quit being passive aggressive is what I'm saying. It's like, listen, you call and tell her the truth. It's like, listen, I understand and, and I'm involved in a complicated situation here. I still love him. You know, and I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what's going on here. Be real, be authentic, be true to who you are. That's all I'm saying. 
And she's not doing that, and she's only going to further complicate things, which, of course, makes for good drama and television and seeing how the friendship kind of, you know, this comes between them, and then all of a sudden they end up making up at the end and blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. You know, all that relationship crap they throw in these shows. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. All right. Dr. Phil here. Come on. Next, Next, we've got Brie and Orson. Oh, the snoring. And the snoring. And let me tell you, Bree, I sympathize with you. Oh, come on, Stephanie. You've not been feeling too well the last couple of days. and you Okay, snoring because I'm sick and snoring all the time, every night, waking the neighbors, completely different. Gotcha. And please don't send me the uh, sleep apnea emails. I don't need those. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So... I loved how, I mean, you know, the snoring, but you see her making up the couch and, mm-hmm. um, what, what was, what, how did he say it? Don't be so. Don't be so what? I don't remember now. Anyway, but I, I loved how that all was, was going on between them. I thought it was really cute because now they're in this, you know, they've found a, a good place in their relationship and, and are working together and now they can't sleep together because he snores. Right. <laughs> Badly. So. <laughs> badly and i loved this the the fact that the doctor's like i sense that you don't really want to do this operation yeah. <laughs> and the whole you know that part was hilarious you see this is how it works in relationships <laughs> is, are you married and then um i really liked to find out that that the doctor is andrew's significant other so that they're that, moving in together. I will just simply. S- I like the connection. I, I I will simply say that it is definitely an interesting angle to the show. It That's is all I'll say. And so, well, they haven't really. I mean, they. Okay, they have. They haven't really what? Have, I don't think I don't think they've had Andrew in a relationship for a long time. Okay. On the show, I'm trying. I'm trying to you know go back through the other seasons in my head without giving away you know anything to you right so i don't think that they've had him in a relationship or they've shown us him in a relationship for a long time Mm -hmm. and you know so it just makes sense that now they're going to bring this out in the storyline gotcha well um let's see here the end of what else do we have to talk about who else is there dave and mike are friends now (gasps) oh yeah so well there's a whole yeah well yeah they basically Mike's like, listen, well, since my brother died, I haven't had a really good friend. Yeah. Can, you think you can handle that? And I think I can. and of course, our only I'm ready to blow Dave up myself. Well, our yeah. only assumption is that Dave, Dave's brother was the guy in prison, although he's really tortured. Dave is really tortured by what he did. Yeah, he, he he's very upset about the fact. I mean, this is obviously. In- oh, I love Lynette saying I'm a really good judge of character. Lynette <laughs> or not Lynette um, Edie Edie yeah. yes I'm a really good, I'm a really good judge character that boy had to have done it yeah so as she stands next to the guy who is the the guilty exactly the guilty party, party. so anyway um, that was definitely very interesting I I am looking forward to moving the Dave story along. They're still tr- they're still going way too slow. Yeah, they they need to go ahead and start revealing. It's like okay, this is like the season two new neighbors. People, come on, move it along. Well, the thing is, is they've they've done everything but <laughs> but actually confirm that the reason Dave is there is because Mike killed his brother in prison. Right. 
They, they've done everything but say it. They finally need to just come out and say it. They do. You know, and then let's move the story along mm-hmm. and, and then see it move on. But just remove the mystery and 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 then play out the drama. That That's what I'm saying. What do you think? I Yeah, okay. I, I agree. All right. But move the drama along in a little bit quicker fashion, I think. Make it interesting. <laughs> so any, it anybody interesting. else that we need to talk about? Well, Gabby and Carlos. Is that it? I think that's it. You're sure? Yeah. Is there nobody else on the show that we've, we've left out? No. I feel like we've left somebody out. Really? I don't know. We've got um, Bree and Lynette and Susan. Do we have all the neighbors? And and yeah, I think so. You know who we didn't see in this episode is Mrs. McCluskey and yes, her sister. we didn't see Mrs. McCluskey. Which was fine. We didn't need to see them yeah. in this episode. Um, th- that'll be cool to see next week as, as we see the new BFFs. You know, Dave and Mike hanging out together. Yeah. So, uh, that yeah. That should be interesting. It should be. Now, the and of course, the reason why I think we're missing out is because we haven't talked about Rex dying and uh, <laughs> and and uh, the crazy pharmacy oh, guy. okay. So that's what... <laughs> but, so, did, but we did. I know. On... Right. And so I was going to mention that real quick before we go okay. into Gabos. 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 There you go. Gabby and Carlos. I made up one unintentionally. That's nice. You like that? Yes. So here's the deal. Um, before we talk about uh, Carlos and Gabby and play for you the single best audio clip from the entire show. is is my favorite part of. It's my favorite part of the season so far, I honestly believe. Right. But before we do that, we do have a little commercial for you. And it's a commercial for us because Stephanie and I do podcasting new media (laughs) full time as a career. This is what we're here for. We're here for you. And it's not just podcasting. It's about a community. Uh, There's more. and, And it's really about sharing our lives online and providing you entertaining content, educational content. Uh, inspirational and encouraging content. And I, again, I just really want to encourage you to check out familyfromtheheart.com episode 36, uh, which is going to be recorded after this. Uh, but there are a uh, couple things I want to mention is that every other episode usually of the Desperate Housewives fan, fan podcast is available for free. If you're a Plus member, one of one of the many benefits of a Plus membership is that you get every single episode of this podcast and in fact there are two episodes um, in fact, this is episode number 11 that we're recording right now episodes 9 and 10 were plus member only now episode 9 was City on Fire which was the most recent episode before this one and uh, that one's available out there and Stephanie and I also did episode 10 which is a full wrap up of season 1 so we did a little marathon of what 4 or 5 episodes back to back and after we were finished, we came before the microphones and gave our final review, uh, initial reaction to everything that took place in season one of Desperate Housewives. And we'll be doing more of those kind of things during the hiatus. Uh, maybe not. Well, we'll we'll be doing more. So right. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into season two. And before I do that, I just want to have uh, you hear from two folks who want to talk about uh, the GSPN.TV Plus membership. These are Plus members themselves. And uh, let's see here. I need to find Jenny H. She has something she wants to say. And this comes from a little bit more of a, a serious background. Hi, my name is Jenny, and I'm from Rochester, New York. I'm a mother of a young son, and I work full-time, and I spend a lot of time listening to GSPN podcasts. I started listening because I was into Lost, and I was looking for Lost podcasts. And I can't believe what I found in GSPN and just the the inspiration and 
sense of community that I feel by listening to their podcast. I really feel connected to Cliff and Stephanie, and it's really important to me, and I, I think it's changing my life. It's inspiring me to live better, and I'm just so thankful for all that they do, and that's why I'm a Plus member, and I'm really proud of that fact. Awesome. So, Jenny, thank you so much. Uh, we've played that on a couple of our shows on the free feeds, uh, but we really want people to understand that that it's, it is about community, and of course, there is the the entertainment value. But here's somebody who took a different approach to talking about Plus Membership. I love this. this is absolutely hilarious. Hi, this is Tess from London, England, and I am a GSPN.TV Plus member. Now, when people hear I'm a Plus member, they often say to me, Tess, my dear, don't you realize that this Plus Membership thing is all a big scam? Here you are sending your hard-earned English pounds over the internet to some dashed colonial fella you've never met, who probably still owes King George III a couple hundred years of back taxes. And all you get for it is uncountable hours of top-quality podcasting entertainment and the joy of knowing you're helping at least one poor soul escape a soul-sucking job in insurance. (laughs) What's up with that? And then there's this pause, and they go, Oh. And I see the light of realisation in their eyes. And the next thing you know, they're annoying you by writing on the gspn.tv forum that John Locke sucks. And how if you play Danielle Rousseau's message backwards at half speed, it actually says, join the community. So you have to be careful how you spend your cash. Instead of wasting 10 bucks a month to support Cliff and Stephanie live lives of open authenticity, you could buy like three lattes and maybe a muffin. So you know what to do, right? Right. gspn.tv plus membership. Sign up today, or we'll nag you again tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we Tess, love, I love that. Yes, we do. We love Tess and everybody out there who does support us. And the thing is, is if those of you who are listening, if you become a Plus member before the end of this year, we have a special thing. This is our first year doing this as a career. Right. Uh, we've been doing podcasting now for three years. But this is our first time doing this as a career this year. And if you become a Plus member in 2008 before the end of this year, the first three months you get half off. So $5 a month for the first three months. Just head over to gspn.tv slash plus for more details. All right, Stephanie, let's talk right. about Carlos and Gabby. I Or Gab Gabos. <laughs> I love this episode with Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Because um, I really like her inner struggle to feel beautiful mm-hmm. through her husband, you know, and that, you know, it's easy for a woman to let herself go when her husband's blind. But mm-hmm. um, so I, I really I really liked that. And um, of course, we talked. Or you made comment earlier. Um, well, no, I don't think we were recording it. Anyway, the comment on the porch with with Susan you know, he shouldn't have to wake up to, to a woman who tucks her boobs into her pants. It's just great. That was hilarious. You know, it really was a great line. Um, they've really been giving Gabby a lot of good one-liners mm-hmm. this season. I, I Maybe I'm just not paying attention to how her character has always been written right. or, or if it's something new. But I really love her one-liners. That was just great. I liked her sitting down with the girls with the fish and the broccoli and the healthy. Oh my gosh, was that hilarious? <laughs> the healthy food, and they're like, we ain't eating this. <laughs> and she's like, yes, you are, because mama wouldn't look this way if it wasn't for you. And you, your head destroyed me. <laughs> I loved that. No, you, no, you with the head. 
you with that. You destroyed me. That was hilarious. That was classic right there. It was just great stuff. And then, you know, she suffered through it and took a bite and, you know, yeah. she doesn't like it either. No. but, but the, And did no. you see the kids ate too? They, they picked did. up their They sure like, did. <laughs> and um, mama ain't playing around mama ain't playing and so i really liked that that was that was a funny scene right and i'm gonna go ahead and cross promote uh, another show okay uh it's called the full-time mom podcast mm-hmm. and stephanie and her co-host sarah did two of the most awesome episodes talking about real beauty it's called true beauty part one and part mm-hmm. two and these are awesome conversations you can go to fulltime mompodcast.com that's fulltimemompodcast.com and you'll just scroll all the way to the bottom of the screen and keep hitting previous until you get all the way back to episodes number 14 and 15. They're still out there for free on our podcast network mm-hmm. and definitely listen to those two episodes. Most awesome episodes on really what beauty is. So with that, are we ready for this clip? So I love that she is finding out through her husband, through his eyes really, you know, that She's so much more than what she sees in the mirror. Right. So this clip is just beautiful and is my favorite part of season five so far. All right. So here we go. Did I ever tell you when I knew I was going to marry you? First time you saw me on the runway? No, that's when I knew I was going to sleep with you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I knew I was going to marry you the night we went to that restaurant on Third Street. Mm, Remember that place? Mm -hmm. You wore a white linen sundress. <laughs> and you ordered this giant plate of ribs. And you ate them with such gusto. Up to your elbows and barbecue sauce. And meat hanging from your teeth and grease in your hair. <laughs> and when it was all over, I pointed out what a mess you were. You pulled out your mirror, took a look at yourself, and just let out this huge, happy, totally unrestrained laugh. The room completely filled with it. And I thought to myself, now that is a sound I'd like to hear the rest of my life. That's why I proposed to you. And it had nothing to do with your looks. You know, when I decided I wanted to be with you forever? No. When? About two seconds ago. Till then it was touch and go. <laughs> Till then it was touch and go. <laughs> my gosh, that that is nearly bringing tears you. to my eyes. I'm telling and you. And I've seen it already. That right there, in my eyes, that's what marriage should look like. Mm-hmm. And you talk about... I, there are very few. I, I've let's put it this way: I I saw the movie The Love Dare, yes. which I think is absolutely a wonderful movie, and it, it is. But they never. The came movie cr- is fireproof. Or, um, the yeah, book I'm, is The Love Dare. That's correct. Fireproof. The movie Fireproof is excellent. I love it. The theme, the music. The, I mean, it or the the message of it is absolutely. They there's not one part in that movie though, Fireproof, that anywhere comes near. To the intensity and the love of that scene. that is portrayed in that scene between husband and wife. Right. That, my friends, is my favorite depiction of marriage on television to date. It's beautiful. Absolutely it really awesome. Is. 
And I love when she turns to him and says, you know, that last line, you know, when I wanted to spend, you know, forever with you about two, you know, about two, about two seconds ago until then it was touch and go because we have to remember he's been blind for five years. Yes. She has had two kids. So now she, I mean, her role has completely changed. Mm-hmm. She was, I mean, she's still self-centered, but she before was very self-centered and only cared for herself. But now she struggles with being self-centered while taking care of everyone around her. Right. And as a, as a, um, a housewife, a stay-at-home mom, I can tell you that there are times when we get so stuck in the day-to-day chores and tasks that have to be completed that you really forget what it's like why you signed up for this right now and then there are those moments when we're gently reminded that this is what forever is about that's right and i love the fact that you know a lot of people unfortunately get married without that commitment of forever like really understanding what that is Mm -hmm. and so many people today Well, i think the first time they got married they didn't right no, I already knew that. Okay, I've, yeah, I've you already that. knew they were divorced. Okay. Yeah. So so the thing is, though, is that, um, uh, where was I going with that? I'm sorry. Um, so many people get. So, so, I mean, the, 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 the statistics of divorce and stuff like that, they, they just continually show you that people just don't have the mindset of forever. And that, you know, when the going gets rough, the, the, the tough get going, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so basically, in, in this, it shows, you know, there comes a point in time, and, and, and this is true, I think, in, in, in many marriages, and I think it may even been true in, in ours. There, I knew that when I married you, it was forever. Mm-hmm. But there, was, there, is, there are, have been times when it, I, just the realization that it's not all about me and that it's about we being one together, that it just really hit me like it did in that moment in this show. And so... I, I just I, I just think it's awesome. And I and I hope and I pray, honestly, that for those who are listening to this, that if you're married and you've never experienced a moment like that, that you will. Because it, it is it is definitely something that makes marriage so much more enjoyable and and sometimes bearable. <laughs> Just being Sometimes. honest, but uh, the, the thing is, is that until then it was touch and go. <laughs> until the, as a matter of fact, here let's let's go ahead and play that little clip right here. Up until then, it was pretty touch and go. <laughs> there you go. And isn't that the truth, Stephanie? It, honest to God, it is. It sometimes it's it a little the, touch and cro- touch Sometimes and go. it's a little touch and go, but there are those shining moments that remind you why it's worth it. That's right. Well, folks, we thank you for listening to the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. And uh, looks like we've got some interesting things happening next week. There's a spoiler that somebody posted. It uh, looks like Maggie posted a little spoiler next week. I won't share what it is here, but uh, it looks like uh, some things that Stephanie foretold in the past may actually happen. Really? We'll see. Nifty. We'll see. Until <laughs> then, uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, we ask you to join the community and consider Plus membership over at gspn.tv slash plus.